Welcome to the podcast. We're here to drink. Yeah. I got my coaster and my girls in the damn living room, and that's too many words. So, what's yeah. happening, everybody? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. We're about to get drunk. Oh, Happy yes. August, everyone. August. Uh, back to school month, sort of. I mean, it's the time I went to Target today, mm-hmm. and I saw many of mothers taking their children through the college aisles. So, the so college most... aisles. They got them old kids. Yeah. So, you know, it's time to go back to school. Time to go back to school. Uh, but before that uh, comes uh, back to school movies, yeah. and we got a great one for you this evening. Hot and sweaty. Hottest month of the year. It is. Hi, sis. Glad Hi. to see you. Well, okay. Well, I'm Zenobia. Yes, you are. If y'all didn't know. If you didn't know. Have you been? I am Jason. And this is Lights, Camera, Cocktails, and we where we pair amazing cocktails with... Amazing movies. And tonight is no different. Mm-mm. And I picked a good end of the summer movie. I was like, you know what? Let's do something where it's your last hurrah before you have to go back to school. Yes. And go to bed early, and you can only do fun things on the weekends. Right? Yes, absolutely. I love this movie. I grew up watching this movie. I'm ready to drink. Yes. I'm ready to talk about this. I'm so excited. I'm trying to maintain my We'll do a standby, you guys. Yes, absolutely. And... (laughs) You ain't said nothing but a word because <laughs> I'm ready to drink. Are you ready to drink? I am ready to drink. Okay, so today we are drinking the Pez. Mm. <laughs> what flavor? Uh, raspberry Pez. Raspberry. Okay. okay. I was going back and forth between this drink mm-hmm. and there was a blueberry pie martini. Those were the two that I was going I think you went the right way. I think I went the right way. Like, call me crazy, but I don't like blueberry pie. You don't like blueberry pie? Do you no. like blueberries? No. I mean, I like blueberries. Okay. I don't like blueberry pie, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because the thought of blueberry pie reminds me of this fucking <laughs> movie. This movie ruined blueberry pies oh, no. for me. I'm sorry. I have never wanted cherry pie or blueberry pie because of this movie. I, I can't not think of this movie if I see a blueberry pie. I am uh, <laughs> I am not a cook, but I am a baker, and I bake pies. I can bake really good pies. And blueberry and cherry pies are some of my legendary and apple are okay. like my legendary pies. Ooh, we got a bunch of apples growing in the back, and I was thinking of picking those and making some apple pie so we can make a day out of it. And I make my my crust from scratch? Let's go. Get out of here. So in honor of this movie, we are drinking the Pez. Mm -hmm. Okay? So the Pez. Hit me with it. It's one ounce of Captain Morgan spiced rum. I love it. Okay? Everybody should have it. Every store has it. If Mm -hmm. they don't, what do they do with it? Every bar should have it. Every bar should have it. Everybody um, does have it. And then you but your home bar should have it. But your I'm home saying. bar should definitely have it. I, Ours runs out usually. It does. I love rum. <laughs> I'm a it's, rum person. Especially in the summertime. Mm-hmm. I love juices, and rum goes with like all juices. Like it's, Yes, it does. It's the best. 
So you're gonna do one ounce of Chambord. I, ah, love, I love these bottles because they look yeah. like they look like grenades. Like I was gonna say like, it looks like an old pirate grenade. And like throw it right, like a coconut grenade. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> and then you're gonna do one ounce of sweet and sour mix. Nice. You're gonna put it in a shaker. You're gonna shake it up. Pour it in a rocks glass with some rocks. And that, my friend, is the Pez. All right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Ashley. Ooh. Ah, I feel like it tastes like a Pez for real. Get you back here. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what Pez does. Mm-hmm. Mm. If you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's easy. Pez. If I can only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pez. Cherry flavor Pez. No question about it. Cherry flavor Pez. <laughs> okay, that's the movie, <laughs> but what? Miss <laughs> Zenobia, what would your food be? It probably would be either in and out number one, double, double, okay. animal style fries. Get it. Or, um, or it would be like some delicious eggs Benedict. Like that's my shit. Eggs Benny Give or in and out? Yeah. Okay. What about you? Cheez-Its. <laughs> Cheez-Its? I, it's Cheez-Its. I don't know why. I, I can't get tired of Cheez-Its. Well, guess what's going go in your stocking them. this Christmas? Yes! <laughs> yes! Go get some. Yes. But not mine, because I'm going to eat them mm-hmm. all. I'm going to buy my I own. I will go through an entire box of Cheez-Its. Okay. Cheez-Its. Huh. I would have never have thunk. Well, I mean... That's what was on my mind when somebody asked me that. And I'm like, what would I never get tired of? What can I just eat and eat and eat and eat? Cheez-Its. It's never a bad time for Cheez-Its. I also take French toast. I love breakfast. <laughs> breakfast is bomb. <laughs> any time of day. I was going to say, you can have pancakes anytime you want. Yeah. I just bought pancakes mix the other day. And I was like, that's going to be dinner this week. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. We've done breakfast for dinner. Yes. It's a fun time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, I see you. All right, so are you ready for a little bit of her story on Pez? <laughs> <laughs> and here I thought you were, okay. What were you thought I was going to do? I on? thought you were talking about the coconut bomb over there. <laughs> I looked, but Shambord did not have any history or fun facts because that was initially when I saw this, I was like, oh, sweet, I'll talk about that. I couldn't find anything. Okay. But then I had already committed to this drink, and I had watched this movie called The Pez Outlaw a couple of months ago. So I'm kind of into Pez right now. So okay. buckle up. The Pez Outlaw. And I'm assuming ready. this was on Tubi. <laughs> no, it was on Netflix. It's okay. a Netflix documentary. Copy. So today. <gasps> you brought some Pez? I went searching. Oh! Today was my first day ever buying Pez. Like, Oh, I thought about it. I was shit. like, all I ever get it is in like birthday party gift bags or Easter baskets. You want a Pez? I would love a Pez. I'll take one. Eh. Out of his neck. <laughs> so uh, I called around. Mm-hmm. I went to Target. They didn't have it. I called around to a couple of candy shops near me and I found one at the Grove. So I drove to the Grove today before I came here and I found this cute little Harry Potter one. Here I'm thinking you went and looked for Pez around you, and I'm thinking you're looking at local liquor stores in Riverside, but your ass lives out I here now. I live here now. I do. You guys, I do want to say 
that I am apologetic. I'm so sorry that last week's episode or the last episode was so late, but Guys. it literally <sighs> caught me in the middle of moving and I couldn't find the charger to my computer after I moved. So it was a whole ordeal. That being said, I would also like to apologize, everybody, because damn. We late. <laughs> I mean, not just late, but I didn't finish the episode. Yeah. I did not survive. Things went bad. Um, and my wingman, Ashley, had to uh, step in and finish the last episode she sure did and i was so excited to talk about <laughs> tom and val kilmer and as i'm watching it back like i while you guys were talking in here i was on the floor <laughs> just watching the ceiling spin i definitely did not take a picture of i was listening the floor. <laughs> and like i had thoughts that I could not muster up to get my ass back out. I tried I tried I to get my ass back he out did. here. I reached for the door. I opened the door. I saw you two. I was like, whoa. He was like, I can't do it. <laughs> Shit, you got me fucked up. <laughs> I was also pretty fucked up. I was. I'm glad that I could hold on for the Which both of us. Which explains why how long the episode The episode was so long. I haven't even like... Like, there's moments where we're just, like, looking at each other like, you fucked up? I'm fucked I'm up. Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the wingman. Damn. Thank you, Smash, for coming in for the save. Clutch. Yes. Okay. So I apologize, everybody. That's my bad. I will try to manage today. We're doing good. We're going to be doing it. It's not completely all alcohol, so we should be fine. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> All no, right, no Jaeger. There's no Jaeger in it. We, I kept it away from Jaeger. <laughs> I tried to do one thing cool. You can't even handle it. <laughs> I said so. I said so. Listening back, I was like, I may throw up. Boom. I, I it know. happened. When I was editing, I was like, oh, shit. He, he foresaw that. Called it. Jason's calling his shot in the toilet. <laughs> he made it. You made it to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> So let's talk about uh, Pez, a certain someone in this movie's favorite candy. Mm-hmm. Pez is a whole deal. I thought that, you know, it's nothing, but it's been around forever. <laughs> okay. So Pez is still a family owned business. Okay. And it stands for Pfefferman's. It's a German Pfeffermans? word. It's a f- German word that means peppermint. Okay. So, it, yeah. So, it's pfeffermint. So, Pez comes from, if you took the first, the middle, and the last letter of that word, it spells Pez. So, P-E-Z. Got you. Okay. So, the reason was this is because the first flavor of Pez was peppermint. It started with Edward Hayes III. Edward uh, the first, he was like a doctor, and he came up with this yeast, different type of yeast that wouldn't upset certain people's stomachs. Mm. Oh, I need to know what that is. It's probably what we use now. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Shit fucks up my stomach. And then he went Daily. on to do some other science shit that ended up killing him. Oh. Um, injecting himself with some stuff. Don't get high in your own supply. On your own supply. <laughs> Edward, part two. He opened up his own grocery store. You mean the second? The second. No, he's part two. Part two. Let's go. (laughs) He opened up his grocery store, and he started selling the yeast in his store, his dad's yeast in the store. 
And then Edward part three, he took that and he started making prepackages of cake mix and all the stuff that you need with the yeast in it and selling it in the store. It blew up. Nice. But then he also was doing some experimenting and he really did not like smoking. He thought smoking was gross. It was bad for you. So he invented this peppermint type candy for smokers. So that it was supposed to curb your appetite on smoking by eating these pezzas. Okay. okay. So the by the time all this came out it was in 1927. Okay. Got you. And Shit. Making money during the Depression? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that's right before. Never mind. And this is in Austria. Austria. Mm-hmm. And so Pez started coming out with their little dispensers in 1948. And the first one that they had looked more like a Mentos tin. The Fresh Maker? Yeah, the Fresh Maker. <laughs> like you know like the little t- oh i know the commercial, <laughs> the commercial but like the 10 when they sell them in like yeah. the 10s that's kind of what pez came out at first makes me want to run my arm down uh to get the paint. to get the stripes <laughs> it makes me want to ha- get some construction guys to move my car out of a spot you know just the regular mento shit <laughs> the fresh maker <laughs> that's what the 10 was and so edward was like Edward III, he was like, no, this is unsanitizer because if you're trying to share it with your friend, their friend is sticking their dirty hand in yeah. your and touching all the other mints and you're eating them and shit. So they came up with the Pez dispenser. Nice. But the original one looked like a cigarette lighter for the smokers because okay. this candy was not geared for kids okay. at the beginning. It, it was reminds for me of like a clip from a gun almost. Like kind of like they like mm-hmm. put the bullets. Yeah. I definitely, I could, I could see that. And so once they started having the dispensers, some of the first ones was like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and, you know, just random shit. And then in the 50s, 1952, they came to the United States. So this whole time they, were, they were everywhere else. Okay. And they came to the United States. They kind of started blowing up and they were like, we need to make some money off of these Americans. So... They got stupid Americans. They licensed the very first cartoon for the Pez, which was Popeye the Sailor Man. Yeah. And shortly after that do, was do, Disney. Pez. Yeah. Mickey and, you know, all the rest of the, the gang mm-hmm. started being Pez dispensers. And it just blew up. People loved it. It became big in pop culture. Kids ate it. Like I said, I would get it in grab bags for birthday parties for and sure. Easter baskets and once in a while you get Halloween candy and sometimes they would just give you the they, Pez pack they would but not just get with... you the pack not the dispenser <laughs> not the dispenser and so you just eat it like you a do that you might as well give me some sweet tarts yeah yeah no you just have to eat it like a like a caveman just without your Pez which makes dispenser. me wonder did sweet tarts rip off Pez cuz they kind of taste similar they do kind of taste it's similar it's just a circle versus a rectangle they, they, I mean, Sweet Tarts, I feel like has to be after Pez. I mean, 1920, what, what did I say? Sweet Seven? Tarts are the Slugworth of... <laughs> it's the Slugworth! They, they stole his idea. <laughs> I love it. I congratulate you. Mm-hmm. He's hiding in alleys, you know, paying off kids. Yeah, that makes sense. So in 1991 is when the first Pez collector convention was held 
And so okay. since then, forty years of or no, like set sixty. It took a minute for them to to hold sixty four years in America. It's been sixty four years. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, people from all around the world still come till this day to the Pez Collection nice. Festival Convention, whatever. Uh-huh. And that's kind of where the movie. Uh, the Pez Outlaw starts. So if you would like to watch that, I would say go ahead. It's on Netflix. It's pretty good. It's it about, starts at the convention. It's about this dude who started. He's <laughs> this dude is the reason why they put like when you enter into a contest or like a giveaway from like a cereal box, it says like one per ho- household. Because mm. this guy would buy tons of cereals, send his shit in, get the toys, and then sell the toys at toy conventions to people. And so they Jacking caught up on. The price. They caught on to that and they stopped it. This guy ended up after that going all the way to Austria to the Pez factory buying rare Pez dispensers because America doesn't sell all Pez. No, of course not. They only sell the ones they want to and the rare ones are everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely watch it. Very good. Uh the <laughs> one stupid fun fact, the president of the Pez company say that three times fast it's called the president the president <laughs> the president of the pez is the president it's the president <laughs> so yeah that is uh, a little fun facts about pez i we like got, that we got our strawberry pez here except for homeboy you know jacking up the price subject driving up the price i could have got this or a chewbacca one those are the two yeah i almost bought a chewy but i felt like we're we're a harry potter household yeah, absolutely. That's what we got. Gryffindor. <laughs> I'm a Ravenclaw, thank you. I've never been sorted. I'm just sorting myself of, of seeing what each like house is. I'm a Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Do, you I just, don't know. do you disagree? I don't agree nor disagree. <laughs> People tell me that I'm Gryffindor. I ain't never been sorted. I think you are a Gryffindor. I would definitely. Obviously. I'd sign off on that. <laughs> so that's a little bit of. Her story on Pez. Please. And after eating Finish the candy. The Harry Potter books. <laughs> I will. Okay. After eating the Pez and drinking the drink, they are real close to the same taste. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this is a pretty good one. Nice. We could have butter beer. You just got to finish the books. I can't have butter beer without finishing the books? We can't have butter beer on the podcast until you finish the books. All we have to do is stay under, like, book five. How... Fine. Yeah, is that hard? Fine, bloody tough. Yes. I'm sorry. For me. Okay, you're right. Okay, whatever. Do you know what time it is? Are I you know ready? what time it is. It's time for the motherfucking drinking, drinking game. Yes, sir. And here we got our Smashly in the building. Hey, baby. You did get Pez. <laughs> Would you like a Pez? <laughs> That's so nostalgic. <laughs> I told you I had to go. I went searching for this. I called around for our Pezes. All right. I love it. All right, let's do oh, this. Baby. Ready to smash? I'm so ready to get right. smashed. We are ready. Here we go. You gonna take a simp? Taking a simp. Taking a sip. When you hear the undertone of the song, Stand By Me. Mm. Boom, boom, you know boom. What I'm saying? Boom, 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 boom. Like, in the boom. beginning. They do. Like, they play it like, softly. It's like, a, it's like a horn or like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you hear it, just softly in the background. Yes. Because like, hey, like they show it at the end when they're when they're when everybody's walking their separate ways. Yeah. It's playing. Yep. 
Um, take a sip every time the narrator is talking. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was 12 going on 13 the first time I saw a dead human being. It happened in the summer of 1959, a long time ago. But only if you measure it in terms of years. Um, take a sip every time they skin it. Skin it. Skin, skin it, man. He's like, oh. <laughs> he didn't want to do it. it. You do the other side. You yeah. got to do both? Yeah. yeah you gotta be... There you go. <laughs> that was a little fast, but... They do do it very slow. That, that's, <laughs> so weird. that's so weird, though. Like, it's like extra... Stop, is, stop petting me. definitely, like... <laughs> It's just a very, yeah. I yeah. feel like you're supposed to do it quick. Yeah, no, it's very sensual for them. It is. Like, there's some undertones in this movie. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm here for this. Uh, take a sip when Vern mentions his pennies. Vern. <laughs> Every time he mentions Come on, Verno. Seven cents, Vern. I haven't found my pennies yet. He's like seven cents. He's yet. like, I haven't found my pennies. Yeah, he's all fucking. He's <laughs> digging. If you look, got there's so holes. many holes. It's like gopher central underneath that house. That, like this house is gonna stolen. That, oh. I mean, if he couldn't find it by <laughs> at the beginning of the school year, he had buried a quart jar of pennies underneath his house. He drew a treasure map so he could find them again. A week later, his mom cleaned out his room and threw away the map. Vern had been trying to find those pennies for nine months. Nine months, man. He didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Ain't nobody digging up pennies like that. Look, this is this is my backstory on the whole thing. His brother's a dick, right? Yeah. He can't keep a jar of pennies in the house because he gonna come and lift it, mm -hmm. right, to steal it. Mm -hmm. So he was like, bitch, I'm hiding this shit underneath the house because he knows his brother ain't gonna crawl his ass down there. But he might have, maybe he maybe the mom didn't throw it away. No, that's what I'm thinking. And his brother took the map. Uh-huh. And he stole his pennies. Yeah, he jacked him that's for his pennies. Happened. Burn, part, you little part two, son of come a on. Part He was two. under the porch. He's like, no, no, I wasn't. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> he ran. He was like, I'm outie. Fuck this body. <laughs> All right, you can take a sip when Vern, every time Vern says, sincerely. Oh, nice. Okay. Sincerely. I was wondering if you were going to add that. He is so cute. So sincere. <laughs> so sincere. I don't like this. Sincerely. Verno. Uh, take a simp when Gordy, every time Gordy is referred to as LaChance. <laughs> Who told you you had a fat one, LaChance? <laughs> Suck my fat one. Whoever told you you had a fat one, LaChance? Biggest one in four counties. <laughs> Biggest one in four counties. <laughs> uh, take a sip every time Gordy has a flashback. Mm. I don't like the flashbacks. I don't like the flashbacks. So does that dream flashback, does that count? That counts. Yeah, that counts. Okay. I feel like it's, it I don't is even, a flashback. So I don't that, even know if that's like real or fake. Yeah. I feel like it's probably real. Yeah. I think so too. His dad's a dick. That's a dick. Yeah. And it's just torturing mm -hmm. him over and over. Uh, is this fucked up? But take a sip every time someone cries twice if it's due to daddy issues. Oh my god! It's a little bit, <laughs> but I'm 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 slightly I'm a, fucked I'm a, up. I'm gonna take that because they all Cheers cried about their daddy. daddies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wait, I don't have daddy issues. Hi, daddy. He watches yeah, this. 
he's a good man. I don't, I don't have that. But uh, holding it down for the good dads. For out the there. good dads, it's a rare number. But you, you in there? <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Oh, you're right. Because even Corey, he's crying about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Beach of Chris no, he stormed the beach of Normandy. Yeah, I don't Normandy. know anything about Vern. Like they don't talk about yeah, his parents. I, I mean, I feel like his parents are probably dicks. They got an older son who's out here just running hell. And they ain't doing shit about it. Mm-hmm. Your son has to hide money under the porch. <laughs> yeah, but he's kind of he's not so much a dick as much as he is just a bitch. Like I mean, he's running with brother. the wrong crowd. He man. is, but he's like a coward simultaneously. Yeah, you think he'll grow out of it? Uh, yeah, as soon as they don't have a use for him. I feel like, like... As soon as, like, Ace or them don't... Once like, once Ace gets arrested or killed... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole gang just, like, evaporates. They're going to be like, ooh, we got to wise up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, take a simp every time you see a train. Train! <laughs> I also was trying to find oh, a train shit. cocktail. Uh, take a simp every time the boys sing... Okay. I love it. A gun will travel beats the heart of a man. A night without armor in a savage land. I know. They're like, we ain't singing. It ain't singing. That was not the time, Vern. Shut the fuck up. Eat your pez and shut up over there. You're going to take a sim every time the boys walk on train tracks. Okay. Which is constantly. I know. I mean, I haven't walked on train tracks in a minute. Me neither. <laughs> um, you're gonna take a simp every time Chris and Gordy have a serious conversation. Mm. They got every time they yeah. take a, a, they stop somewhere. They're like, "Remember, I stole the money. My dad hates me." It's a like whole they're just conversation. <laughs> daddy issues. Yeah, mad daddy issues. <laughs> but at the same time, they're so affectionate towards each yeah. other. Like Chris is always just like right here. Chris with is him. always always. <laughs> Because, I mean, that just shows what type of person he's going to grow into be. Yeah. He's already yeah. trying to fix things. Yeah, and when he gets older, sure. he's still trying to fix things. No. And it just gets Always. Him, gets him Always killed. trying to make the best piece. Yeah. Uh, take a sim every time the boys trash talk on each other. Before I pile a shit, a pile of shit has a thousand eyes. You four eyed pile of shit. <laughs> pile of shit has a thousand, thousand eyes. eyes. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, take a sim every time Teddy pretends he's in a battlefield. Stand back, men! Parachute! Over the side! Stand back, men! His gun noises are really good. I do have to say, his gun noises are better than yours, especially. Let's forget about that. You talking about her scene last week? Yes. I like the gun noises. I couldn't stop laughing. It's great for what we're doing, yes. <laughs> most adorable gunshots it was. ever. <laughs> it was. Last time I'm your wingman. <laughs> Jesus. I'm oh, kidding. I am so sorry. I take everything back. Definitely not the last time. I need you. Um, you can take a sip every time. This is our last episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. Uh, take a sip every time... Anyone fat is being made fun of. <laughs> Great, sorry, it's, it's the fat kid. It's often. <laughs> oh, the, the the junkyard guy, and he's like, fat ass. Uh, hey, what are yeah, you weighing? Weigh four hundred pounds, fat, fat ass. ass. And then lard ass. Lard ass. Wait, so every chance of lard ass. Lard ass. Lard ass. Does that count? Boom, bada, boom, bada, boom. 
Boom, bada, boom, bada, boom. Poor kid. He's one of the best. He got his life. revenge, though. Oh, That's yes, he did. And no one threw up on him. Mm-mm. <laughs> Pretty good. All right, you're going to finish your first drink when Chopper 6 falls. <laughs> now he said Chopper. Sick'em boy. Sick'em boy. Now he said Sick'em boy. But what I heard was Chopper Sick Balls. But what I heard was Chopper Sick Balls. Your face, like. You know, finish your second drink when Gordy finds a leech on his balls. Uh huh. Oh, he passed the fuck out. Chris. He just went. It just fell over. It was a lot of blood. It was a lot of blood. Well, I mean. A lot of blood pumps there, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that it's makes like sense. Objective number one for the male body. Mm-hmm. All right, you're going to finish your third and final drink when Stand By Me finally plays and sing along. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom, And I did bring my Stand By Me record. Uh, yes, you did. I do have it on vinyl because it's one of my... Favorite movie, and it's a great, it's a great soundtrack. It's Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. When you want to get that old feeling. I was gonna talk about that. I love this soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I just like adored doo-wop growing up as a kid. It was like one of my favorite genres. And shit, this fucking movie. <laughs> if it don't every get single you, time. Mm-hmm. That's why I brought the. I I almost left without it. I turned around Ooh. and I was like, who? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I yeah, grabbed yeah. it because I knew. We needed it. It's a great soundtrack. got Buddy Holly on there, Benny King, everybody. Everybody. Every day. It's getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like this eventually come my way. Uh, hey, uh, hey, hey. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do y'all have any more to add? Did I miss any? Uh, I don't know. I think it's a pretty good one. There probably is stuff, but uh, I'm going to say cheers to that drinking game. Shit. <laughs> oh, no, we still, she's oh, still she got thinking. She's thinking. Thoughts and feelings. <laughs> um, Take a, take a sip <laughs> mm-hmm. when we go to modern day. Oh. Okay. Because it shows him okay. like sitting there. I mean, modern day 80s. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because he's looking Narrator's at his modern day. big ass computer with the black and the green print yeah. on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do like, you know, the kids are just like, damn, can we like go to the pool? Yeah. Oh, like that's all that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's just watching them ride their bike down the, down the road. Okay. Like all, anytime like you, you see the, the narrator's modern day. Got it. Okay. Oh, I did have one. I just thought of it. Oh, shit. See, you gave me time. I uh, gave you time. Give me time. <laughs> Sorry. Un- unstoppable. Uh, take a simp anytime that you hear 1950s jargon. 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 Such as, as? Such as, you knew it was loaded, you wethead. What the fuck is that? Yeah, it's an insult in the 1950s. Call somebody wet a wethead. Because <laughs> he's, he's wet on the brain. Uh-huh. Okay. What was the one you said yesterday? It was like, a, a, what the cost of, was it a fi- half and a half? A buck and a, a half and a half. A buck and a half and a half. What does that mean? It's a, Two dollars? No, it's a dollar seventy-five. <laughs> How's that a half? A half of... A half is fifty. <laughs> yeah, so half of half is twenty-five. Oh. So that's how much they spend. Yeah. When oh. he's like, all right, get a buck and a half and a half. The yeah, I'm white. <laughs> we don't talk in, in change because we rarely care mm-hmm. about fucking change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. 
Okay. I mean, back then. Okay. Have fun with that drinking game. Yes. <laughs> All right, you guys. Cheers. All right, cheers. cheers. Happy smashing. Happy smashing. Ooh, I got to pace myself. This thing's almost gone. So good. Mine's gone. We don't have a repeat of last episode. No, there's only two alcohols in this. We'll be fine. I'm going to have to... I'll cut you off next time. I'll be like, you done. Cut off, son. You cut off. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. Okay, so are you ready? I'm ready. For them stats. Hit me with the stats. All right, stand by me. It came out. Yes, it did. August 22nd, 1986, baby. Mm -hmm. And do you know what today is? August 23rd. No, it's it's the 22nd. Today's the 23rd. Oh, shit, it is the 22nd. Damn, Gina. That's what it was. I looked at the calendar after midnight last night. Oh, uh, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, it's August either that 20. or my watch is lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it says that it is the 22nd, August 22nd. So we are on the anniversary. Anniversary of Stand, Stand By, by me. me. Stand By Me. Yes. Okay, so budget for Stand By Me mm-hmm. was... Eight million dollars. Eight million dollars. Like if you translate that in, (laughs) if you translate that in twenty twenty one money, what you think that is? In eighty five, carry the two, fifteen, twenty one. You're pretty close. Yeah. Okay. Twenty one million dollars to make this, which makes sense because you don't have to pay a lot for child actors. No, they're not discovered yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually... Corey was and River Phoenix was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Will kind of was too, but like not to the, the Not most. to the extent. Yeah, to the extent of the other two. Yeah. And this movie made $52 million. Okay. Translated in 2023 money, it's $141 million that this movie made. That's pretty good. All right. Rotten Tomatoes. Critics, 92%. Okay. Don't fuck with me on this. I ain't gonna fuck with you on this. Mm-hmm. I feel like they people would take their credit card if they, like, yeah. did some low shit on if this. If they lowballed this movie, like, fuck y'all. Audience, 94%. Okay. So the audience and the critics are seeing eye to eye here. When sorta. This is one of those movies that's just undeniable. It's just really good. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't hate on it. And the ZZ Fresh, I'm gonna say 100. There's very, there's nothing I really can say that I could think of off the top that I'd be like, they should change this. They shouldn't have cast somebody else. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have used this song. They shouldn't have filmed here. They shouldn't have had the costume. Everything looks great. Looks I, I really don't have anything. I haven't even thought about it, but. Yeah, it was her J Joy. I have given 100 before, haven't I? You sure have. I probably have. You don't this do it often, though. a near-perfect movie. You can 99% in. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, I can't because, honestly, I got to give it 100 because this is based off of a Stephen King short or a novel, something like it that. It is a short story in yeah. a collection of stories in a novel. Okay. I'll get to that, but yeah, yeah. And... Because of such, like when our director screened it for him, he didn't really know like what was going on with Stephen King because he was like visibly like shaking. And Stephen King straight up said like this is the best adaptation of anything that he's written. 
Rob and he did hated the, the Shining. <laughs> he hated the Shining. This is not our first Stephen King uh, movie. Uh, we've done The Mist. Mm-hmm. We've done Shawshank Redemption. Have we done Shawshank? We did do Shawshank. We did. Yeah. Also, uh, our director, he said that this was the best movie that he's ever done. It is his favorite and like most close to his heart movie he's mm-hmm. ever done. So, yeah, you got to give it 100%. The only okay. thing that I can think of is like... The train sequence. What about it? You can see where it's green screen and where it's not. However, it's not all green screen. A majority of it is actually a train behind them. I don't know who signed off on a real active train coming down a track with children Mm -hmm. on it. But in 85, 86, no one gave a fuck and they were cool with it. Hear me out. They were a a big distance. And I do know that they use like crazy lens to make it look like it's like right So they used a telephoto lens, which maybe they didn't green screen anything. Maybe it was just the way that the telephoto lens uh, does things. Because when you have a lens, when you go bigger in the number, it brings the background closer to you. Mm. So maybe they're far as fuck away and they're shooting on like a 600 millimeter lens, which is why the train looks so close to them. Yeah, I mean, that, that is exactly what, I don't know exactly what lens. I feel like I don't it was know. five, but. Five uh, what? 500? Maybe, yeah. I, I remember reading that. But yeah, it they were really on like, at one point, when Corey is like standing in front of them, he's like, "Come on!" and mm-hmm. and River Phoenix runs up to go get him. He slips a little bit, oh, and they shit. like started calling cut, but River Phoenix just continued on in character and like moved him out. And I mean, yeah. that's like that's the take that they the used. Hell they yeah. yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they were freaking out. They're like, "Stop the train!" <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah, stop the train, dude. Uh huh. Unbelievable. So I got to give, this is a perfect movie. Look at that. And last week you were like, I don't give hundreds. <laughs> I, was, I was drunk that day. I don't know who that was. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I heard. I give hundreds where they're due. If I can't really think of something. Yeah. Yeah. Hundo. 100% cross the board. Cross the board. Look at that. I don't think we've ever done like a double hundred before. It's because we've never done Stand By Me before. <laughs> and here we are. Okay. So... Before you get into the movie, I'm going to just talk about the book real quick. Because Lenny's Literary Library is open, my friends. Lenny. (laughs) I know you're loving it on the East Coast, but you know. uh, Well, before we start that, I would like to say happy birthday to Lenny. Her birthday was actually yesterday. (gasps) Happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday, my dear. Yes. uh, I tried to call her and I sang to her on her answer machine, but she was out there partying it up as she should. (laughs) And also, we'd like to say happy birthday to my roommate, Edwin. My producer, Edwin. Edwin. Ashley's adopted son. Yes. And today is his birthday. So (laughs) happy birthday, Edwin. People we we love love in our lives, happy birthdays. But since the library is open in honor of Lenny's birthday, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the body. So The Body is a Stephen King story, and it was from a book of collection of stories called Different Seasons. And so each season has its own story. This season is the fall. The one that we're reading right now is like the fall. It's called The Fall of Innocence. I think it's like the the chapter name. But the story is called The Body, and this book came out in 1982. And I have not read this book. 
I do have a friend who has it, and I do plan on burning. You're on those like murderino books too. I mean, it's not a it's a Stephen King book. I mean, not I assume all. somebody dies and everything Stephen King writes. That's, I don't know, but I'm not an avid reader. I mean, I guess that's semi-true. he's got that kind of reputation. That's true. I mean, at least all the ones <laughs> I've read, yeah, someone someone <laughs> dies, but <laughs> it's not like a spooky, scary like this one. I think it's supposed to just be the seasons of your lives, and you know. Uh, Stephen King said that the moment that your innocence is gone is when you realize as a child that you're going to die. Ooh. And that's when your innocence is gone. And so that's kind of makes sense for this movie. I remember the day that I learned about death. Who died? Nobody. Joe came in crying on the couch. I was like, what the fuck is he crying about? He just realized that he's going to die. Oh, shit. I guess I realized that today, too. What? What's Damn, death? Joe. You just, just fucked up everybody. I learned two years it. early because of yo ass. Because yo ass. You couldn't hold it together. And now, <laughs> and now Jason had to realize he was dying. Yeah. So Joe was like, I think, like seven or eight. So I was like six or seven. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Probably around that time because my, my grandfather, my papa, died. Mm. And... He died, like, in our home. So, like, I do remember all that. And it was like, wait, we die? You know? And, I mean, prior to that, we had animals who died. You know, dogs, mm-hmm. birds, fishes. But, like... Don't worry, science is going to catch up. We're going to be all right. I know. We we on a good turn of, of that. Mm-hmm. Right there on the cusp. On the cusp. All right. So, that's a little, little bit about the body. It seems like a really good story. And it's a lot of people's favorite story of his. Okay. It's not as... Sad. I mean, it is sad. There's, there's not as thrillery. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's it's a coming of age story. Gotcha. And inside of the body, I did read that there is small stories that uh, Lachance does in the book, so you could actually read have a some. fat one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a couple of fat stories, <laughs> the biggest in four counties in in the book. So Don't sleep on the skinny dudes. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> but yeah I tried to do my uh, Lachance haircut today I, I tried to part it But my hair is too short So it didn't you look part great. Like it normally does I'm like a 50-50 Of Lachance And Whatever chambers. This is normal This is what your hair look like I know But I tried to part it I tried it It didn't go so well How you So uh, the library <laughs> is closed Okay And there we go Happy birthday Lenny Happy right. birthday Lenny and Edwin Alright so while you start, I'm going to start making our round two drinks. All right. Stand by me. Directed by Mr. Rob Reiner. Do you know who he is? <laughs> yes, you do. Now, where, do I where know? do you know him from? Because like people know him from different places depending on their age. What do you know him from? I, a, a number of things. But uh, most recently, I would say uh, New Girl. He's Jessica Day's dad. Okay. Wolf of Wall Street. He's, He's Leo's, Leo's dad. dad. Yeah. Who the fuck has the goddamn gall to call here on a Tuesday night? Yeah, he was a good dad, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Miss, all week I wait for the equalizer. <laughs> That's right. He's all excited. <laughs> and now the equalizer's back. The equalizer's, oh, it is. You're the queen right. Of Absolutely. And the movie. Yeah. So that's, uh, he's a fantastic actor. He you know, he's a second generation actor. He you is. Know? His dad, of course. We've done is, some of his movies, right? Have we done Ocean's Eleven? No. 
We need just to. Just 11? Did he well, do, I mean, he's he do done 12 or 13, 14? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, his dad is Saul from Ocean's Eleven. No, I know. Carl Reiner. I know his, who his dad is. Okay. But I'm saying, is uh, there an Ocean's Eleven you want us to do, or does it doesn't uh, matter? 11. Just 11. Yeah. I mean, we can do 11. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, 12, but I do I like, like three. I like 13. Yeah. yeah, 13. That one's pretty good. But yes, uh, his dad is the great Carl Reiner, who plays Saul in Ocean's Eleven, but also is the creator of the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. Producer, actor inside of, you know, he's, you know, a fantastic person who's had a very illustrious career, and his son is no different. So while people today will recognize him from New Girl and Wolf of Wall Street, but like people of like, say, my mom's generation will recognize him from his long history of work in uh, TV. So he was on Batman, Andy Griffith's show, The Partridge Family, Beverly Hillbillies, The Odd Couple, All in the Family, Archie, like everything. Yeah. Okay. 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 Probably All in the Family. Not that you like, recognize him? It's not that, like, yeah, he played, like, the son, the boyfriend, right, or whatever. Well, my point is that he's been in everything. He's been in everything. But he had hair back then and a little, like, moustache. He did. <laughs> a moustache? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, he did. And if you don't recognize him from those movies, you'll recognize his work as an actor. Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, as a director, because he has directed amazing movies. While this one is his favorite... He started with Spinal Tap. Yes. Yes, he did. Spinal Tap. Well, yeah. Um, have you seen The Sure Thing with John Cusack? 80s movie? Refresh. The Sure Thing is where this girl travels across country to UCLA with John Cusack while John Cusack is going to have sex with this co-ed that's like a sure thing. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they, it's very I have seen trains, this. planes, and automobiles. I have seen this, yes. Uh, I can't remember the girl's name. She's the same girl in uh, The Cutting Edge. Yeah, I don't, yes. I have seen it many moons ago. But Good yes. movie. Mm-hmm. You know, that was his movie number two. This was number three, but right afterwards he follows up with The Princess Bride. Misery. Okay. A Few Good Men. We did do Princess Bride. We did do Princess Bride. I love Misery. I feel like I just made you watch it or Smashly watch it. Maybe Smashly. I've seen it. Yeah. Well, I was watching it here. You guys walked in. Mm. I love Misery. I didn't mean to walk in on you. (laughs) (laughs) My dirty secret of watching Misery and eating candy on your couch. Yes. Um, (laughs) So I would love to do Misery. Mm -hmm. Definitely. He's a great director. I could bring on an inside man from Misery. Who you got? I got the director's assistant. Oh, then let's do it. I would love to do Misery. It's another Stephen King movie. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't? You know what? Yes, we're doing it. It's on. It's on the list. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's uh, what I got for uh, Mr. Rob Reiner. We adore him. A couple of movies I didn't mention: When Harry Met Sally. We could do that one too. The Bucket List. We can do that one, too. Cross it off the bucket list to do the bucket list. To we do the this. bucket list. <laughs> and now I'm going to invent a drink called Kick in the Bucket. Ooh. Okay. Um, the last thing I'll say is that uh, he has only one Oscar nomination. Uh, that 
is not a testament to his career because he's bad. Amazing. Well, what was that for? It's for men. Best Picture. A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Yeah. Not Absolutely. Princess Bride. That's such a good movie. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> not for this. Jesus. I Near mean, arguably perfect movie. There are very few perfect movies out there. Even the critics said it was up there. So, well, Rob Reiner, you did a hell of a job, and we appreciate you a great deal. Okay, so um, do you want a fun fact? Hit me with that fun fact. Um, <laughs> Come on, Vern. Speaking of Vern, <laughs> here's your fun fact. All right. I almost told you today when we were watching it, but I just didn't want to. I was trying to maintain myself over there, too. <laughs> I want you to next time you guys watch this, look at the scene where he's trying to do the train dodge. And he, he goes up there and he's like, you try to kill yourself, man. And he's like all pissed. And they do the little slide and then they walk across the train tracks. <laughs> Okay, so if you look at Jerry O'Donnell, okay, you see him start walking up the railroad to walk on the track with the boys, and down his left leg, you can see his mic pack fall down his leg and come out the bottom of his pants. No, and it's like hanging, and he's kind of like trying to like kick it and like walk up and like continue <laughs> on. Like once you see it, you see it. You'll never unsee it again. Damn it! My whole life I watched this movie. And never noticed that shit until literally today. <laughs> and there you go. So you can see it. So that's record. a little goof. A little goof. Okay. But he played it off well because we didn't fucking notice. No. I mean, <laughs> you got to look for those kind of things in order to find them. Like, there's shots in this movie. Like, you know how um, Corey Feldman's ear is burnt? Mm. There's shots where his ear is perfect. Yeah. You know, you but forget you got to look for and, Also, and you forget his involving the train. It's not burnt on the train? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, look, we don't want to inhibit your hearing of the train, real actual train coming down the tracks, so we're not even going to do it. Yeah, or the makeup I, girl I had the day off. I don't remember if it's when they're running from the train after, like, uh, Gordy yells train, or if it's when he's dodging the train. At least we but know one when, of them, his ear is perfect. At least we know when the next train is due. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love that scene. He <laughs> yells, and Vern's stupid ass is still crawling. Oh, shit. I'm scared, though. No. He's like, get the fuck Vern, out. move your ass. I'm trying, Cordy. I can't move any faster. No, you gotta move. <laughs> and he, when they do get that two shot of them, the way he's fucking running. <laughs> I, okay. I read that they didn't look scared enough running across the tracks in the in that scene what so <laughs> rob reiner pulled him to the side and scared the living shit out of him and he was like you think that that train is scary if you don't do this right like wait till you see me like kind of shit no scared shit. The shit out of these kids so that like terrified look on their face is them terrified of like messing this take up wow he all, yeah and so <laughs> And so afterwards, he had to be like, you guys, I was just playing. Like, I love you. I was just trying to get you <laughs> just to Just trying to get I, the best out of get you. Get the best out of you. Fucking kid whisperer. 
Sorry. But they were just like, uh-huh. Ooh, not fine. looking scared. I'm traumatized forever now. Thanks. He's like, you, my career is on the lawn here. Okay, this is only my third movie, bitch. Don't fuck it up. Hey, like, I mean, they all wanted to work with him again. I mean, I yeah, will say that everybody. And he hired a few of them. Yep, again. Yeah. <laughs> and Jerry's the youngest. He was eleven. Something like that. Going on twelve. Mm-hmm. River Phoenix was the oldest. He was like fourteen. Fifteen. 15, 14 yeah. going on 15. Everybody, yeah. so River, everybody seemed to have a birthday during the summer. Yeah, so River Phoenix was born in 70. Jerry was born in 74. Corey was born in 71. And Will was born in 72. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you look at Jerry, one of the reasons why he seems like such a dumbass compared to the other boys, he's literally three years he's younger than him. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> So imagine about- if you're like 14 and you got your 11-year-old little brother following him after you. I He's going to piss you off. I don't know how that feels. I'm the youngest. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the annoying sibling following the older one around. I don't yeah. know what it's like to have the younger one following you. No. I know what it's <laughs> like to be in Vern's shoes a little bit. Yeah. It's a, the one you get made fun of mm-hmm. and you got to go do the stupid shit. When somebody's like, shut up, Vern. Shut yeah, up. yeah. Go ahead. Good, great story. Great story. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking the fucking I got seat. one question. <laughs> but there's one thing I couldn't understand. Did Lardas have to pay to get in the contest? No, Vern. They just let him in. Oh! Oh, great. Great story. Did Lardas have to pay to get in the contest? <laughs> no, Vern. No, Vern. They just let him in. <laughs> oh, okay then. Great story. Great story. <laughs> Great story, Cody. <laughs> Definitely. I love that line. It's so cute. It's so cute. Are we talking about Jerry? Is that where we're Might at? as well. Shit. Now that we're talking about him, this was his first acting job. This very was his first acting Okay. So you're saying he was 11. That's what I heard. Okay. I, uh, I didn't do the math. But. Jerry O'Connell was a New York kid. Okay. And the rest of the boys were L.A. boys. So, sure. So they all knew each other. Uh-huh. They had worked together previously, some of them. They'd been on the auditions. Yeah, scene. they were on, like, I heard that, so like, Corey the, and uh, River would, like, hang out outside uh, of, like, auditions and stuff. And Yeah. Just, so, like, they already knew each other. So when Jerry came in and him being the youngest, they picked on him. Of course. And they just kind of did that until... You know, they hazed him a little bit. Sure. Then they put their arm around him, and they all got to be friends. Yeah. So I think that's cute, because he was just yeah. like, this is my first movie, and I didn't even really know like what I was doing, and it's these so guys sweet. already knew each other. And, <laughs> well, know. as I understand it, Keith Sutherland picked on all the boys also, because that was within his character. And yes. they accidentally got him back. They did accidentally <laughs> get him back. The boys went a, were... Up to a lot of mischief. Mischief. Uh, during the filming of this, they got to stay at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And when they stayed at the hotel, they did a lot of things, like throwing the poolside furniture inside the pool. All of it. Hurricane's coming. I told Daniel <laughs> to do that. You know, I hope y'all were safe during the hurricane. I hope y'all, they were fine. It didn't hey. rain like it did here. No. Palm Springs <laughs> got it the worst, as I understand oh, it. Oh, shit. Dude. Desert. Yeah, they ain't ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they did that. They would, like, you know, throw water balloons and shit off of their balconies. Will fix the video games in the lobby. So playing they Nintendo play in the lobby. So they could play for free out there in the lobby and shit. 
Like, they were out there just living their best dreams. <laughs> but really, what they did do was make River Phoenix, they dared him to throw mud on a car. Uh-huh. And they, not just like throw mud on the car, but like cover the car in mud. No. Okay. And being kids that they are, they did it. Okay. But what they didn't realize is that that was Keith Sutherland's fucking car. <laughs> and they didn't realize that until Keith Sutherland started being like, who the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> who the fuck put mud all on my car? And <laughs> somehow... He did it. <laughs> somehow he came up to River Phoenix, and he scared the shit out of River Phoenix. Oh he was like, God. I heard that you fucking put this And scared the shit out of him. So, yeah, he, he, he was portraying his character quite well. For sure. He's like, oh, this is perfect. This is fucking character work right here. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely do that. If Look you... at your car. It's full, covered in mud. Yeah. You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> You're going to have to kill me, Ace. You got money. You Now you are going to either wash my car or get my car washed. Right. That's that's where we're at. Absolutely. <laughs> mm. So, Jerry O'Connell, uh, something that I found out that I find fucking hilarious is that while they were filming this, in Oregon, there was a Renaissance fair close by. <laughs> yep. These fools all went, and uh, I think Kiefer Sutherland's the one that like bought some cookies or some shit. So maybe this was payback, but those maybe cookies it was. happened to be laced with marijuana. At a Renaissance fair. Yeah. Is that a thing? So Jerry's ass apparently ended up crying in the park. I have by accident. Pretty fucked up for a baby <laughs> to, to be high on it. Where is this Renaissance fair that sells weed, brownies, or cookies? Because I've been to a couple, and I only had regular ass shit. That's a, how <laughs> Ashley got high for the first time, too. At a Renaissance fair? No, at the park. She ate a whole ass brownie during, like, 4th of July fireworks or some shit. No one told you, Smash? <laughs> Dang. She's like, this. she didn't know that she ate the whole thing. She's all eating. She's like, this has such an earthy taste to it. I don't know what this is. Yes. So, oh, my God. My heart does go out to Jerry O'Connell in this movie because he's the fat kid. He's the youngest kid. He's the most innocent. Like, he's also the dumbest one. Like, he's the most, like, pure of heart out of the four boys. Yes. You know? Uh, and so they fuck with him. That's not the secret knock. I can't I forget really, the secret knock. Let me in. Vern. Vern. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is the sweetest. Mm-hmm. I watched a commentary of this movie with Rob and Corey and Will were on it. And when they got to talking about Jerry, yeah. the number one thing that they could not stop talking about him was his wife. They were like, how did this fat little boy get... Rebecca Romaine as his wife. Mm-hmm. They're like, he did good. Like that like literally 100%. all they kept talking about. I mean, this motherfucker <laughs> grew up to be a fucking stud. He stud himself though. Like it's not like he's still the fat little pudgy kid. No. Like with this gorgeous model. No, he The last time good. I saw him don't get me wrong, he worked in between, but I saw him in this movie. And then I saw him in Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. When he's playing Trip McNeely. Yeah. And he's just fucking He looks ripped. Yeah. I'm like, what? And he's fucking huge. Yeah. He's like he's six four or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm, 
I don't know how tall he actually is, but he's sitting next to the dude from Twilight. Um, so he is a little tall. And he's much bigger visually. Uh, and he's got this deep, resonant voice. He's no longer talking like this. Let me in. Sincerely. Sincerely, yeah. Uh, so he still has the, the beautiful blue eyes, he but does. his face is chiseled. His it chest is, is popping. Uh, and so, yeah, he went from Vern to Trip McNeely and from, uh, and also, what's it called? From Jerry Maguire. Cush. Uh, Cush. Frank. Kushner, I can't remember what his something name like is. That. He's a football player. He's the number one draft in the Who dicks NFL. Him. Yeah, quarterback. He dicks Kush Lash. Kush Lash. Yeah, he oh, does. Yeah. Kush Lash. That's right. <laughs> we should do Jerry Regatta. That's a good movie. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so Jerry O'Connor, though, mm-hmm. he is with Rebecca Romaine. Okay. And they've been together for years. They have children. I've met both of them before. What? I met them last year at my cousin's wedding. My cousin and her husband are friends with them. No shit. And so okay. they were at the wedding. And I don't know if you know this. I think you do know this. Mm. But my kryptonite is an open we, bar. Okay. <laughs> and this one had an open liquor bar and an open weed bar. Ooh. So your girl was on a good one when I met them. So like I had a great time. They were the very sweetest people. Nice. He even went and got me a drink from the bar. And I got really drunk. And I when, with celebrities, I'm usually like chill. I don't like bring up shit. But I was about three, four drinks in before after the wedding. And so I was like, dude, I love Stand By Me. It's like one of my favorites. <laughs> he was like, yep, I was in that movie. And I'm like, yeah, you were. I'm sorry. I usually don't like fangirl, but I just wanted to like let you know. But I'm not the only one. No, you're not. Who loves this movie? I know where you're going. So, after uh, he started dating his wife, Rebecca, for a while, she's a Berkeley girl, and she went to home, and she brought him, and he got to meet her high school friends and hang out with them. And they, too, got really drunk around him. Oh, shit. <laughs> and they were like, did you know that Rebecca's favorite movie is Stand By Me? And he's like, oh, really? Yeah, she never told she me. She used to have all the posters on her wall, and she watched it all the time. And she never told him, like ever. Like, of course, not. I you was can't. obsessed with you, your movie when I was a kid. You can't tell somebody that you absolutely loved their movie growing up. Like, then they think that you have like ulterior motives or something. Literally, that's all. And I told them about us going to Columbia, and they were asking me about it. Oh, this was after Columbia? No, it was before Columbia. I was like, oh, yeah, next um, month I'm going. It was in October, last October. Gotcha. And I was like, oh, yeah, in a couple of weeks I'm going to Columbia. And they were like, Columbia? Really? And I was like, oh, yeah, I just came back from Canada. And they're like, look at you, Jet Setter. Like, you know, <laughs> they were very sweet, very nice. Awesome. Um, my cousin is friends with them and says that they're the realest people she's found in Hollywood. So, Dude, that's... That's a cool thing. I hope we hang out again and I'm sober and there's no open bars. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to bring your own alcohol. Oh, always. You don't think I got a flash in my purse right now? <laughs> Blast. It's okay, like, I did hear flash, right? I, I was like, flash. you got a flash somewhere else. I'm a flash. You always got a flash ready. If but you want. I didn't realize you had a flask ready also. <laughs> I have it all ready. Flask or flash. <laughs> that was hard. I think Jerry Nobody, did a great job. Miss Zenobia is ready. That's the point. Always ready. <laughs> I'll stay ready. 
So I don't get ready. <laughs> well, Jerry is not only apparently the nicest person. He is very nice. Uh, but he's a great actor. We love him in all these movies. He's done four episodes of Drunk History. I don't know if you know that. I do. Okay. I love Drunk History. I know you like that show. I love Drunk History. Uh, Something that I find awesome and hilarious is he plays the boyfriend in Mariah Carey's Heartbreaker. He does when she's at the movie theaters. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Absolutely. And yeah, we will talk about him again, apparently, in Jerry Maguire. We will. Because I do love him. Mm Mm-hmm. He is the sweetest. He He does a great job. He's on a talk show. I like Tomcats, right too. Now. That's a good-ass oh, movie. Oh, that's true. He was the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. He went and got me lemon drops. That's what I was drinking that night. You oh. do like your lemon drops. Oh, I was fucked up. <laughs> I came back here. I was drunk. I came here. Wait, what? Where were we? Here. Oh, shit. I could have been your plus one. You could have been my plus one. This is bullshit. Now, I also... Who else did I meet? That Friendship night? over. I met a couple people that night. Yeah. You fucked up right now? A little bit. Okay. I'm starting to sweat. Look at this. I'm glistening. Glistening. Looking like the commanding officer on uh, Top Gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, oh, it's Phoenix back in the fucking building. Oh, no. I'm Pegasus. It's Pegasus in the building. <laughs> she is. I was talking about uh, the first one, the bald white dude from uh, Back to the Future. Let's put it this way, Maverick. Your name ain't the best in the <laughs> Navy. You're making me be the principal? You're sweating. <laughs> he was sweating. <laughs> What was his name? Mr. Strickland? <laughs> He's like three feet tall. God, it's August. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's move on to Mr. Kiefer Sutherland, a.k.a. Ace, the asshole. We've talked about Kiefer Sutherland we have, and, and we Lost will... Boys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also Which, a Corey movie. Also a Corey Feldman movie. Uh, and Rob that came Reiner, out right after this, too. Rob brought him back to being a few good men. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. need to do the Three Musketeers, or actually, we got to talk about the Three Musketeers because there's so many Three Musketeers. We got to choose which one to do. But something that I really want to do is Young Guns. I'm not against it. I mean, you know how I feel about cowboy movies. Zenobia. But I do like Young Guns. I'll make you famous. Get the fuck. <laughs> Then all we're drinking is like, hey, we can even do we can even do Young Guns too because I love them both. I don't remember. I don't know if I've seen part two, but you know I'm down. You know I'm down for a sequel. Part two does not have Charlie Sheen, but it does have Christian Slater. I like Slater. I like Slater. I like Charlie. Yeah, back then, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But you know, everybody knows Kiefer Sutherland. Everybody knows his dad, Donald Sutherland. President Snow, bitch. President Snow. President Snow. Get ready for the next Hunger Games movie. It's all about President Snow. 100%. I'm excited. Um, I think he does a fantastic job. I think he pulls off the dirty blonde look. I was about to say, question. Is he a natural blonde? He is, right? The, he is. I mean, him and I've, his dad are like light. Yeah. Like, like His dad's hair is gorgeous he, right now. Just straight Snow silver. white, yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Did you know that Keith Sutherland is a twin? What? He's a twin sister. No shit. Yup. And okay. I think he might have had a set of twins. I might be wrong about that. I mean, that checks out. If you're a twin, chances are that you're going to have a twin, as I understand it. I also, 24 is one of my favorite TV I shows. I thought you were going to bring that up. <laughs> Jack fucking Bauer, bitch, saving the world. Let's go. <laughs> what is that streaming on? I got to find that. What's I'm... your favorite line of uh, aces in this movie? I win. <laughs> I win. 
That one's fucking good. You let him beat you, you cock knocker. <laughs> oh, ran a truck off the road. Right? He says so many like nice lines in this one. He's such a dick. Well, you two shut the fuck up. If either one of you had $2,000, I'd kill, kill you both. I killed you both, yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh shit, that's true. One that sticks out in my mind uh, is, uh, okay, you both have said your piece. Now I'll state mine. Get in the fucking car the fucking now. Car. <laughs> he hears you out, or he pretends to hear you yeah, out. Yeah, he's got like rises and falls in his character. Like, he's pretty chill. And, like, he's a calm antagonist until it's time to be an asshole. And then he raises everything. It's like, oh, fuck. Kiefer plays... Kiefer. What did I say? Uh, T-H. Sutherland <laughs> plays a dick all the time. Except in Young Guns. And in 24. And in 24. Jack Bauer saves the world, bitch. Okay. But I just wonder... Is he a nice person or is he a dick? I know he's like a Hollywood kid, so like sure. you kind of lean towards being the dick because you're second generation, you know? Like but, I think I talked about this last time when we were talking about the Lost Boys, but uh old asshole. high school buddy of mine had a close encounter with him because he is the manager of a hotel down in like Laguna Beach or something like that. Okay. But Kiefer Sutherland was drunk as shit, and apparently his thing during Christmas time is to tackle Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say one way or another. This is just what I heard. I mean, he's getting old now, so I'm not thinking he's... Tackling Christmas trees. <laughs> I mean, he's just going to the... Doesn't Beverly... mean he's a dick. He's just going to the Beverly Center and just, like, tackling Christmas trees. <laughs> I, I don't see it that, that... But, I mean, that doesn't make you a dick. No, no. I mean, a little bit, but not like it means you like full to get, blown. have a drink here and there. Who, who among us? Absolutely. Who among us? It's not like I have a drink. <laughs> but yes, we will talk about him again in either a few good men or young guns, one or two or the three musketeers, possibly because okay. there's way too many of them. Thing. So uh, you want to talk about Mr. Slick Hair Cor- uh, Will Wheaton? No. Why not? Because I got a fun fact for you. Skin it. are you ready to talk about the real star of this movie the train we are talking about (laughs) castle rock castle rock okay yes absolutely so stand by me day is every july 23rd so we just missed it i mean it's tomorrow july oh sorry july 23rd and Brownsville, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And this is where they shot the real ca- the Castle Rock. It's the real Castle Rock. Yes. So if you go there on this day, they have a whole little festival going on. They got a blueberry pie eating contest. Not doing it. That's okay because they also sell pie by the slice. Not eating it. Oh, that's right. You're, you're, you're done with the <laughs> I pie. I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's this movie's fault. I'll just get it. I'll eat it. You know mm-hmm. I like pie. Okay. I like pie, just not blueberry. <laughs> they play, they have 50s music playing with 50s doo-wop bands and cover bands and such like that. They have cars from the original movie. Ooh. And they also have a vintage car cruising that they do, so people bring out their cars from the 50s. Low and slow. Yep. They got food trucks. Mm-hmm. They got hula hoop contests. Yeah. Hot scotch. 
sock races, another 50s game. And don't forget Kick the, the can. they got cherry Pez, Cherry baby, flavored Pez. For whoever wants it. <laughs> so what I'm saying is next July, we take a nice little trip to Oregon. Trip to Oregon, girl. And we go and I eat the pie. And we look at the, the cars. You have the ice cream because it comes with ice cream. And we hit these food trucks up and we dance this music movie. Okay. If you go out there, you can go to the city of commerce there, and they will give you a map of the locations of filming. So nice. you can do your own little location. I like that. I like. I got some people in Oregon that we can fit, uh, visit. How far is Beaverton from Castle Rock? I know it's not far from Eugene. Okay. Which is, and I've been to Eugene. That was a nice little fun. It was a fun little town. We had lunch okay. there, and they had a huge ass. We also got to hit up the Tillamook factory, apparently. Oh, yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. And if we go into Oregon, I got to see, you know. The Oregon Trail. The Oregon Trail. (laughs) We can do the Oregon Trail. But I was going to say I got to see Triple Stones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've driven through Oregon. It was beautiful. Uh, Spent some days in Portland. Stopped in Eugene, so it's great. I'm down to go to Brownsville, Oregon, mm-hmm. for the Stand By Me Day Festival. Dope. I love it. Let's yep. do it. In the meantime, can mm-hmm. I talk about Mr. Will Wheaton? Oh, yes, you can. Uh, the crazy thing is, like, these guys all have similar working histories. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're all about the same age. They've all been on, like, similar shows, like, two or three of the boys all were on like family ties and the tv shows of the time it was a lot was a lot smaller back then absolutely than it is now and they also all have like almost identical credits yeah uh while Kiefer sutherland has the least amount with 107 they both will and will wheaton and Corey feldman have 143 credits i mean sutherland was like yeah jerry's sitting at like 130 yeah. And Mr. Will Wheaton. Spelled with one L, which I kept the And one H. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Where is it? <laughs> what? The wheat. He's so cute. He didn't do the traditional Hollywood actor route. So don't get me wrong. He did this movie, and this was like his most iconic movie Mm. right afterwards he did the secret of nim which led him down a different path of voice acting oh he um like a hundred and who knows what credits are voice actor credits now don't get me wrong he did do star trek the next generation he did he was the boy right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's like the kid on the ship but he didn't let hollywood like define him or like he didn't get sucked into it he made his own way. So he started uh, writing. He started writing uh, novels, if I'm not mistaken. Doing voice work and, like, just killing it. You're telling me. On his fucking terms. He went the LaChance route. Yes. As a writer. A hundred percent. Get the... F- okay. Okay. I just want to just... Okay. Look. Okay. 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 Whatever. He's a writer, right? <laughs> His character goes on to be a, a successful writer with a family, just like the real Will. Yes. Then we got River Phoenix, 
who tries to do the right thing but seems to die tragically young, which River Phoenix does dry, die tragically young. Yes, he does. Corey is the wild card who wants to do something, but he can't. He gets in trouble with the law, mm-hmm. and he kind of does odd end shit. In real life, he did get in trouble with the law. Jerry did? No, Corey. Oh, Corey. He did get in trouble with the law. Okay. He's not, you know, to the status that you would think that mm-hmm. he would be at, being that, like, he kind of dominated the 80s. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> yes, For he did. Is, I mean. We'll jump into it. And then he is now, you know, touring the country, doing smaller band sets and smaller, like, clubs. And then you got Jerry O'Connor, who, what happens to Vern? He ends up uh, marrying a girl in town and driving a forklift truck. And Jerry marries the fucking hottest Rebecca Romaine <laughs> model, has kids, and is just living his best life. So, yeah. like, they kind of turned out like they're... Similar to their characters. To their characters. A little bit. I didn't realize he was a writer. That one really sealed the deal on yeah, me. he's a writer. Mm-hmm. So, that's crazy. That being said, Corey definitely dominated the 80s dude like mr feldman ah i love this guy what's your favorite Corey feldman movie lost boys he's just such a badass in it i love the vampires we got sutherland again flying mm-hmm. through the soundtrack on that is a it's fucking banger so good. It's such a banger. So good. <laughs> and you're you're on the beach where i love you i know? mean with him, with him as the lead, I might have to go with Dream a Little Dream. Uh, License to Drive. That's, he's not the lead, though. That's Corey Haim. He's the best friend. Okay, okay. But License to Drive is a fucking great movie. Now, Goonies is an amazing movie. Gremlins, The Lost Boys, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's the voice of Donatello in the first one. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't think I ever knew who did the voices. No shit? Yeah, I never... Corey they Feldman. They didn't have internet back then. Corey Feldman is Donatello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Goonies, but he's not... I mean, no one's really a lead in that, but yeah. I yeah, think, well, Mikey, Goonies. I think, is... It's like told it's from... It's our time. Yeah. Our it's time. our time now. Okay. That's all over once we go up. Troy's bucket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you goonies! Yeah, so, I don't know. We've already talked about what? him. This one. This one right here. <laughs> we talked about him in Lost Boys. Yes. And we talked about him in Gremlins. So this is our third Corey movie. It is our third Corey movie, yeah. It's our third Corey movie. Wait, no, no, no. We did Lost Boys. We did Gremlins. Gremlins. We haven't done Goonies yet? Fuck. I told you that. And I tried to do it for Back to the Future, Back to the School, and you were like, nah, it's the fall. Don't put that on me. You said oh, it was the fall. You remember You remember this conversation now. I do now, yes, <laughs> because of when it takes place. When it takes it's place. Rainy you said season. it doesn't work. I we're said, coming okay. back to Oregon this fall, apparently. It's this fall. All right, y'all. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yes. Bring in your baby roots. Ooh. Ooh, is there a cocktail called the baby roots? Ooh, I don't know. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Is there a good enough cocktail? Good enough for you, it's good enough. Another soundtrack banger. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. So, anyway, uh, Mr. Corey Feldman. I love this guy. I think he has 
uh, been a fantastic actor his entire career. Started at the age of three in yep. like commercials and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what kind of commercial it was. Might have been a McDonald's commercial. I'm not sure. But unfortunately, he has also been pseudo-blacklisted from the controlling interests of the industry. We've definitely talked about this, I feel like, Lost Boys. Did we? um, Okay. Yeah, he is major voice Mm -hmm. in child sexual assault in the industry. Absolutely. It did happen to him. It did. And the other Corey and Mm -hmm. countless other child actors in the industry. 100%. And he definitely shined a light on it. He tried to get his documentary made and distribute about the same subject, but the industry obviously does not want to hear about their faults. clearly. They don't want the mirror turned around. Turned around. So they're definitely... I mean, you see what's going on with The Sound of Freedom now. Yeah. They buried his movie, so, you know, we don't get to see it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just everyone kind of writes him off as being crazy when... I don't think he is. I don't think he's crazy at all. I think he's just being brutally honest, and I think he's being braver than a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen him once on the street. What? I was crossing the street and I looked into the car and he was in a convertible oh, with some fuck. girls. And I was like, oh shit, it's Corey Feldman. Dude, if I saw <laughs> Corey Feldman on the I might like have to hold myself back because I'd want to give him just it was like my first biggest week, hug. My first week in San Francisco. Okay. I, and I looked and he was there and I was like, oh my God. Out loud I said, oh my God, it's Corey Feldman. And he looked. And he waved, and I was like, oh, shit, hi. And, like, just walked around the street. Like, that was it. I'll leave a close encounter right there. That was there. my close encounter with All him. Right. Well, Corey, we love you, and we're going to talk do. about you again, because I want to do License to Drive. Shit. I do have some fun facts on him. Okay. okay so, uh, he says that Teddy is the only character out of all of the movies that he's ever been in is the closest to his actual character. Mm-hmm. Um, to his, like, actual, like, home life. For something Home like life, that. but like to his inner self is like he relates to this character more than any. Gotcha. Being that he comes from a not stable home. Sure. Uh, with parents who kind of let him do what he was going to do, kind of pushed him into the industry and, mm-hmm. you know, profit off of it. That's fucked up. So he... They, 80s babies. They were saying that Teddy was one of, was the hardest character to cast. Mm. All the other kids that they auditioned for it were just too innocent, too sweet. They were not They didn't have... Dark. And yeah, and he had the life experience. The, he, he literally had the life experience for it, for it to read true. Because it does read true when you yeah. see him. You're like, yes, I know this exact kid because mm-hmm. I fucking... Went to school with him. I grew up with him. And you knew that the reason why he acted the way he did is because of the way his parents were. Yeah, absolutely. And that's he's exactly, angry. He's angry. And the real Corey, he is angry. Yeah. When it came to making this movie, he was the only kid whose parents literally dropped him off and left. Everybody else had a parent, you know. River Phoenix's mom is in the movie. Yeah. Everybody had a parent there because... Yeah. That's what you do when you send a kid to another state to be Absolutely. in a movie. You have a parent, an older sibling, an auntie. Somebody is there with them. Mm-hmm. But they basically were like, dropped him off like it was a summer camp. And mm-hmm. was like, when do we come get him? And that was it. Uh, Rob talks about how he was terrified once that happened because he was like, oh, shit. 
I'm literally responsible for this child now. Like, it's not like, okay, cut, and then your mom takes you back to the hotel. Like, I'm responsible for it. I hate to say it, but he was in probably better hands by being on set than with his parents. And that's exactly what Corey said. Out of his words, he said, like, I'm happy that they did that because I got a better performance out of myself. Mm-hmm. I was more focused. I didn't have to deal with them. Like, it was the best case scenario was his parents dropping him off. Yeah. And that's what they got. Yeah. Very sad. Makes me super sad. And when I read that, I was like, just adding on to the sadness of his life. Like, of the, the adults around him as a child did not look out for Corey. No, and you can see it in his performance Mm -hmm. like the way he looks at you the way that he has this rage that's bubbling inside of him it's a hair trigger when it comes out yeah so when he is being pulled off of the train tracks by river phoenix and he goes after river phoenix on the side of the train tracks that is a knee-jerk reaction. It has nothing to do with River Phoenix. Mm-mm. It has to do with his anger and his resentment for the fact that he has only seen negativity from the people in his life. He's only seen fake smiles and cold shoulders. And therefore, the only way that he knows how to get a reaction out of people is by being outrageous doing something yeah definitely there were some adults in his life this makes me want to hug Corey for a different reason i I really want to if i met him i would just be like you were so brave thank you for giving us art that i have been watching my entire life and enjoying but thank you for also like just just being being strong enough strong and brave just being you like it's hard one adult in his life that I don't know if you looked out for him, but was part of his life. It was Michael Jackson. Yeah. Michael Jackson and him were quite close. Copied his moves. He copied his moves. You see him he, doing that shit in a dream copied, a little dream? He copied his, his hair. His hair. Um, everything. We're watching Dreaming a Little Dream tonight. He thought he was Michael Jackson, okay? Oh, my God. Uh, but Michael called Corey and was like, hey, Corey, they want me to... <laughs> Was that good? Hey, Corey, they wanted me to do that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't do the voice. Okay. No, do the voice. I'm so- I just was I was not prepared. <laughs> it's like, hey, Corey, they want me to do a remake of the Stand By Me song. Should I do it? He was like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, do it, man. Oh, yeah. And then... Rob Reiner was like, I can't do that. It's already perfect. It's It feels good the way it is. Like, we're really being transported to the late 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't want to mess it up with, you know, an MJ cover of a song that's already brilliant. So I've learned. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the, uh, they used the OG song. Okay. And it ended up going to number one on the charts after I, yeah. like years, it's like 50 years, 40 years of it, you know, not being on the airwaves. Go to a wedding and, and see back. if it's not played. It is usually played. Always. Go watch the 
music video that has Will and Phoenix in it. Yep. Fucking <laughs> being off beat with this black guy. It's oh, great. no. Yeah. They're cute. They tried. Um, we only have one actor uh, left to talk about, and that is the great late River Phoenix. Yes. River Phoenix was born in Oregon. Of all places. Yes, he was. How, was he close to Brownville? Madras, about four hours away. Okay. And while we are on the subject of River Phoenix, oh, let me get that captain. Because uh, he was born on a river on August 23rd, 1970. Oh, shit. That's tomorrow. That is tomorrow. So I thought it was going to be today, but I was looking at the calendar after midnight last right, night. Right, it threw you off. I was off. like, whoa. And therefore, we want to wish the late, great River Phoenix a very happy birthday. Happy birthday. How old would he be? He'd be would 50, he 70? He'd be 53 tomorrow. 53? Yeah. He would have been a fine 53. Oh, yeah. Dude, if River Phoenix didn't pass away, certain people would have had to fight a lot harder. Keanu, I was gonna Brad say, Pitt. He's definitely like, the Leo of his day. Yeah. He was on his way. Like, he was only 23 years old. And he died down the street from me at the Viper Room, man. Yes, he did. Yeah. On uh, October 31st, 1993. Halloween? Halloween. Oh. Yeah. Outside of Johnny Depp's Viper Room. Mm -hmm. Johnny Depp sold uh, yeah, the Viper Room nice. afterwards. And sadly, his brother, Joaquin Phoenix, y'all know who he is, was the one who had to make the phone call. Yeah, he was there. They were out front smoking and doing whatever they yeah, were doing. Yeah, so he did die of a, uh, as I understand it, a cocaine and mm. uh, morphine overdose. I don't know what the drugs were, but yeah. I know he OD'd. Yeah. yeah. And before all that, he was the fucking man. Like, I mean, this is when I think this of was him, one I the think of this. Big movies that shot him up, but before this, he did Explorers. Uh -huh. After this, he was nominated for an Oscar, I believe, for My Own Private Idaho, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you know? yeah. He, he did do really good in that. played young Indiana Jones. In young Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. That's him in the beginning. So when they're chasing young Indiana Jones on the train tracks, on the train, <laughs> and he falls into the trains, trains, and he's got the rhino, he's got the fucking lion, he oh, falls shit. in with the snakes, he finds the whip, and he whips it, and he cracks his chin. I never. That's River Phoenix. I feel like I haven't realized that. Ever. Yeah. Huh. He was before his time. A hundred percent. And he didn't stay in Oregon. Like his family. No, they moved here, and he they. Mace. From South America. Like, they ended up in South America. His parents were uh, missionaries or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So they were, they had that nomad uh, hippie life. You know, Joaquin's birth name is Leaf. Is it, like, legal still? Like, this I don't mama, know. His mom was like, hey, Leafy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you got to wonder it, how much uh, Joaquin's Phoenix's incredible acting plays into the fact that his brother 
passed away so young. It's like I do filling think... his very, very big shoes. Because Joaquin is arguably the best actor of his generation. Joaquin is really good. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that Phoenix propelled him because they have a movie where they are brothers. I can't remember. Oh, do they? Where they're like young. Oh, I want to see that. Um, But like, I feel like he, he took what he left mm-hmm. and like ran with it. Yeah. He is a great actor and felt like, I feel like he, they were close. And Joaquin was on his they way as well. Close. During yeah. this time, he, he was, was uh, making Parenthood, if I'm not mistaken. With uh, Steve Martin and that Rick Moranis so and all of them. Funny because I was thinking about that movie today. I was like, great we should, fucking we movie. Probably do that movie. That's, That's a, a great one. movie. Ashley loves the show that it was based off of. <laughs> I mean, the show that <laughs> was based off of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Four hours away from where this movie was filmed is where Joaquin was born, and uh, he got his start on TV. Did some show called Seven. Brides and Seven Brothers? I never heard of it, but wait, curious about it. Wait, you said it's a show. It's a show, yeah. Based off of the musical? What? There's a musical? Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? I don't know. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Smashley? Oh! <laughs> Fact check on the way. If I can find that, I would love for you guys to watch it. It's about like seven brothers that live in the mountain, mm. and they, and they, like, it's just them. And they all need wives, so they go down to the local village. It's so bad now that I'm saying this out loud. But they literally kidnapped women from their homes, took them back to their cabin. They set up an avalanche so their families couldn't come get them until the spring. What? And they made the girls fall in love with them. It sounds horrible. Now Holy that I say, shit. It's a musical. It's a good one, though. I mean, it, could, it would be canceled today. Definitely. Uh-huh. Definitely. <laughs> Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Literally gotcha, bitch. In the middle of the night. Stockholm like, Syndrome, right there. They like threw blankets over them, threw them over their shoulders, and like took them off into the mouth. It's an old movie. It's like I feel like 50s. somebody saw it and somebody like Will Ferrell's their ass. You tell anybody, I'll fucking I'll kill fucking you. Kill. I'm just kidding. We'll Tell have you back, back by tonight. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that he got a start on that show. He did. That's why I was like, wait, he's not that old. That's old. It's like from the 50s. It's so hilarious. It's it's good, but it's also, I say it out loud, it's horrible. Oh, good. my God. <laughs> I'll tell you how good River Phoenix was. How? Sean Astin auditioned for this movie. Mm. He auditioned right after River Phoenix. Mm. He had to follow up his performance. And they were like, mm, not good enough. Basically, like, apparent, according to Sean Astin, he walked into the audition room and he knew that he didn't have a shot in hell because coming out, huh? they were crying. Oh, the casting director? The casting and the filmmakers were holding back tears as he walked into the fucking room. But He's like, yeah, should I even do this, bro? <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to go. Yeah. You don't need me. Exactly. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean. He I don't know if it cry. was the crying scene that he did in this where he's talking about. I do know the milk that Rob, money and everything. Rob told him during the the scene uh, mm-hmm. when he was talking about the teacher. He told him like, think about a time in your life when an adult let you down. Yeah. And I don't know exactly what he thought about, but that he thought about it, and that's the that's the take that they used, right? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because he's. He's damn good. He's damn good. Damn good. And you remember she came in and she had that new that new dress on and was like, oh yeah. She oh yeah, did. it was brown and it had dots on uh-huh. it. Uh huh. 
And maybe I took it to old lady Simons and told her, and the money was all there. But I still got a three-day vacation because it never showed up. And maybe the next week, old lady Simons had this brand new sugar on when she came to school. Yeah, yeah, it was brown and had dots on it. Yeah. So let's just say that I stole the milk money, but old lady Simons stole it back from me. Huh. Yeah, and the you, way that he responds, where she that, get yeah, that, that from? Fucking bitch, uh, that bitch. Mm -hmm. And suppose I told the fucking story. Me, Chris Chambers, me? kid brother to eyeball change. Would you think anybody would believe me? Nope. She wouldn't pull that shit on the guys that lived up on the view or whatever the hell it's called. She wouldn't have. She wouldn't have pulled that on Lachance. She wouldn't have pulled it on anyone. He is. The, she would have pulled it on some people. She would have pulled it on. Um, you got to Corey. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's just the ones that like ain't got shit. They ain't got yeah. no family. It makes sense for them to want to go steal this money. He brought it back. He felt bad. Here, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was fucking thinking. Here's the money. And you pocketed it. Tried to do good. And you put it in. And you bought the dress. And now the whole town thinks that I'm a thief. When, yes, he is a thief. But a thief who returned the shit. But nobody knows that, that part. Mm -mm. It's the worst. Motherfuckers. And what do you teach this kid? And that's why he became a lawyer, so he could, like, prosecute these bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Fight for the little guy. For, for the little guy, because he definitely got dicked in this old town. Mm -hmm. Speaking of his dick. <laughs> Biggest in four counties. What? River Phoenix lost his virginity while filming this movie. <laughs> Who? A family friend. Like I said. That's always how it happens. Always. Like the family. Dude. Look, you know how many. If you got family friends and you got kids, don't let them be together. Don't think it's going to be innocent just because uh -uh. they've known each other no, their whole like, life. I, was, ain't gonna I did not lose my virginity to a family friend. But how many daughters of my mom's friends or somebody's daughter did I like? Happen Your mama watching this, bitch. Make out with? I ain't saying shit. Cause since I moved my dad. There was times like, when Selena was like, You keep your little fast ass away from my brother. I I mean, I'm so much younger <laughs> than my brothers. My friends just had crushes. They were never like mm. Mm, unless my brothers ain't telling me something, which <laughs> I'd be I'd be very mad that we waited like twenty years and now you're telling me, like, just tell me. Yep, I spent uh, many a night. I'm not saying I ain't saying I've sorry, been with not a sorry. family friend. <laughs> I ain't saying I've been with a family friend, but I ain't saying I haven't been with a family friend. <laughs> yeah, I'll, say, I'll say it on the air. I've been with a few family friends, friends of the family, friends whatever it's called. You know. <laughs> okay. So this was uh, apparently, um, as uh, Rob Reiner recalls it. River came to set with a big ass smile on his face. Hey, at like 13, 14? Uh, 15. He was 15. 15. That's still uh, young. He was like 14 or 15 when they filmed this movie. Hey, I got my first chance when I was 13. I didn't take it, but I got my first chance. I had to wait till uh, boobs came this in. This was in the 80s. Boys weren't looking at me until boobs came in. Boobs are boobs. Yeah, but when there's just nipples and no boobs to it. When you're both 14, guys don't care. Well, I don't know. That being said, uh, <laughs> they didn't care till uh, the boobs came. Apparently, in. River wrote on a piece of paper and slid it over to Rob Reiner and said, "It finally happened." And he's like, 
I'm thinking like, finally, boy, you're 14 and a half, 15 years finally old. Is What's this, this finally shit? Finally is 25-year-old sending yeah. the note over like, it finally <laughs> happened. Not 15, okay? You early. Vern, Jerry O'Connell, got high for the first time by accident. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't his fault. <laughs> Corey got high for the first time on purpose. What, he knew that? He, the... he smoked some weed on purpose that year. He also uh, drank alcohol for the first time. And he also had his first kiss off screen. Like, these boys were in... First you know. kiss, yes. First drink and first weed, no. I and, mean, Corey I was the second any. oldest, so he was 14. I had my first drink when I was 15. I want to say 16. Okay. I had a smear off ice. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little more ghetto raised than you. It's okay. I was an athlete. I was an athlete. We didn't do that shit. I had good grades. I was vice president of my class. You know what's crazy? Like, I had, uh, Daniel bought me a uh, basketball hoop for my birthday Mm -hmm. that year. And then, like, three, maybe two weeks later, I got drunk in front of that basketball court. Because that was my sport at the time. I did. I did. I had, we had just gotten home. My mom took me to see He Got Game. Like I said, basketball head. We saw that. We did not that the movie. movie that's not the movie that you want to watch with your mom. There are sex scenes, yeah. Uh-huh. Graphic sex yeah. scenes. Yeah. It was awkward. I mean, but my- I had nachos, I had root beer, <laughs> and I had licorice, and that all came back up later on that night. After that beer, or uh, whatever the fuck you were. Just no, we were about. taking shots. We were playing quarters. Oh. Yeah. Don't I got me. fucked, and my mom had to clean it up. Because she had to go to work the next morning. That's what happens when you and mama, though. Love you, mama. I'm <laughs> Love sorry. You, mama. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I want to say my parents have never had to pick, clean up my puke. That From alcohol. <laughs> Probably sick, yes. But, like, from alcohol, no. Got you. Well, that's our actors, you know. Oh, my God. That's, that's our leading characters for this movie. I have some honorable mentions that we could talk about for a quick second. Can you just pause that and let me uh, give you some fun facts? Lay it on me. All right. One, the boys. When they did a collection for their change, they had $2.27. No, 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 37. 37 cents. 37 cents. $2.37 out of all their change, Mm -hmm. right? If Seven you, cents, Fern? <laughs> really? I I'm sorry. my pennies yet. I'm sorry that I didn't... A, a more a better shopper could have got more for your seven cents. Mm-hmm. I got a dollar two. <laughs> yeah, so... Ooh, 60 you cents trans- from Teddy. <laughs> if you transferred that money into 2023 money, it'd uh-huh. be $24.34. Except it was 237 What are you talking about? It was yeah. two dollars and thirty-seven yeah, cents. Yeah, I did. It's just it's. It looks like a two, but ah, got really you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would be twenty-four dollars and thirty-four cents. That's a lot of money. So that's a decent amount of cash because with that two to buy bread, to buy ground beef, yeah. you know, some cheese, yeah, yeah, it's some wa- sodas yeah. or whatever. You get like some breakfast stuff, like Twinkies or something. So that is. What their money would have been able to do. I love that. You know how much Vern's seven cents would be? 
I don't. I should have looked at the seven cents. You want me to look it up? No, I got you. Oh, do you? 73 cents. That's all <laughs> All he brought to the table was still not even three quarters. Bitch, you can't get a 25 cent bag of chips like that anymore. You can't. Because they don't sell them for 25 cents. You they took a, the label off. You remember the 25 yeah. cent chip You need bags? a dollar now. You need a dollar. Dollar ten. After taxes. In California. <laughs> in California. Rapists. Okay. Okay. So, um... The pond, the pond with the leeches. Oh, it was man, it was man-made. They didn't want to use oh, okay. uh, one out in the open because they didn't know what was in those. Uh, yeah, for sure. You're in fucking the swamps of Oregon. It rains a lot in Oregon. It sure does. But they start. They built started building this pond in the beginning of August. Uh, or, I'm sorry, in the beginning of June. Okay. And they didn't film until the end of August. So it did sit out in the woods for months. So three months of it out of the woods. <laughs> These mother- who the fuck knows what they were trying thing. to be cautious, and then they still just let it sit out there and get fucked up. You think fucking cells don't grow? <laughs> yeah, you got flatworms in there. There could be leeches in there. There could be. They could have been in there. And it, <laughs> God knows what it is. They're like, we don't know what's in the real one. We'll just make a fake one, but only leave it here for fucking three months so it looks oh, like a real pond. Oh, my God. Pond. And, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> God knows. <laughs> Where are you going, the chance? Come on, guys. Oh, it's so nasty. So gross. The cigarettes, if for anyone who is worried, especially the creator of Pez, mm-hmm. they were not really smoking cigarettes. No, Obviously, they were not. They're children. And their uh, cigarettes are made of lettuce leaves. Yes, they were. Um, I only got two things left to talk about. I got one. Dope. I'll go first. Ray Brower can be seen alive in that this That was movie. my one. Damn it! Like... <laughs> okay, go ahead. Skin it. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, we skin it. We skin it on this one. <laughs> Ray Brower can be seen alive in this movie. You do see him. He is behind the twins... In the pie eating contest scene, he is. And once you see That's, it, you cannot see it. I love that Rob Reiner had the foresight to put him in that scene. He's like, "Look, we don't need you for one day of being dead. We need you for two days." I want to go back and see if he's wearing the exact same clothes. I think he is. He is wearing like a. a it's almost like the ghost of Ray Brower. He's in your story. Yeah. Hanging next to these horrible twins that throw up on each other. The boy wasn't sleeping. The boy was dead. He was dead. And lastly, I have honorable mentions for Mm. this movie. Okay. Who we honoring? We are honoring, speaking of great 80s actors, the great John Cusack. Oh, duh. Plays Gordy's brother. Duh. They look like brothers. They do. John Cusack definitely looks like uh, Will Wheaton's older brother. Yeah. And he's such a great older brother. It fucking kills you that he passed away, that he is a star athlete, that he's a great older brother who's always sticking up for his younger brother, even to his dad, who's only trying to talk about, you know, don't cloud the kid's brain with girls. Hey, we got to hear- focus on the game tomorrow. Hey, did you hear did the Gordy story, story, Dad? Yeah. yeah. I don't care. So fucked up. Gives him the hat. It's your Yankee hat. Oh, this is your Yankee hat. It's going to get us luck when we go catch them fish. Exactly. And then fucking ace, dick ass bitch, steals his hat. Yeah. Which I heard 
The reason why Ace doesn't put it on his own head is because Ace doesn't steal it for himself. Ace steals it specifically to be an asshole. Yeah. We'll, we'll ask Rob, like, why doesn't he get the hat back? Or what happens to the hat? And he was like, oh, he went around the corner and threw it in the trash. He's like, yeah. That's why he doesn't get it back. He just stole it just to steal it. Just to I'm on your side with that shit. If it's my brother's hat and my brother is dead... I'm fighting yeah, to I'm the a, nail for I'm that about fucking to take hat. An ass whooping for that. I'm dying for that hat. Yeah, and then when I went home, and your dad's like, "What the fuck happened?" If I my conviction like, doesn't get that hat back, nothing will. Yeah, my brother's already gone, motherfucker. You're not stealing my fucking hat. The last thing that he gave me. And if you do, I'm about to fill your car with mud. <laughs> and like, fuck you, dude. Like, you will forever have a flaming bag of shit on your fucking porch. Like, oh my I would God. find ways just to. Make your life shit. If I even if I fought your ass and I didn't get the hat, I'm still fucking going for it. So. Yeah. And the last honorable mention. Who are we honoring? Richard Dreyfus. Of course. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus is our writer. You don't quite recognize him because his hair is like <laughs> red for some reason. It is a strawberry blonde. He's yeah. got a strawberry blonde look to him. His Face is clean shaven, which Richard Dreyfus doesn't always do. He's usually got a beard or a mustache. Richard Dreyfus is our writer, and that is why you recognize the voice, and the voice is so soothing to you. He was not the initial. No, he wasn't. Person. Yeah, he was like third or fourth pick, something like that. Well, they kept picking people, and no one's voice worked. Even Rob Reiner tried to do the narration. Got to sound like warm milk. It didn't sound good. So when they asked him, he was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then they realized, like, he was like, look, not only will I do the narration, but if you want to do reshoots and use me, we could do that. That's fantastic. Mr. Dreyfus's opus. I mean, <laughs> I love him. Have you seen Mr. Holland's opus? Yes. Oh, it's so good. But can we watch... What about Bob tonight? I love what about Bob. <laughs> no, we already agreed on License to Drive. You agreed on License to Drive. <laughs> Uncle Phil is in it. Okay, okay, we can License to Drive. <laughs> but what about Bob is getting watched this week? And uh, on that note, I am out and I am drunk. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, yes, you are drunk. You falling off the table and shit. Well, yeah. All right, well, we did it. All right, everybody. Zenobia is drunk this time, and that is our show. Please follow I, us. What? What? I'm not the only one drunk this time. Okay. I, guess, I was trying to wingman you. Yes, I'm. I'm a little. I'm sweaty. Old for sound. Being, I hate being sweaty. So, you guys, we made it, and this week, uh, on Lights, Camera, Cocktails, follow us on Instagram. And send Tick us in the talk and, and the YouTube the talk and the YouTube. <laughs> and if you have any, we don't twit. I mean, twat or tweet, whatever the hell it's called. We don't X. X. We don't X to the Z. I've never X to the Z because, like, fuck Twitter. Fuck you don't like exhibit. X. I do. I do like exhibit, but not when it's Twitter X. Twitter X. <laughs> um, <laughs> So if you have any movie ideas or any drink ideas, hit us up. Email us at lights, camera, cocktail, no, no S. S. Get that S out of here. At gmail.com. And we will read it and consider your consideration for a good movie. I don't know why I felt like Mr. Clump in that moment. Get that S out of here. Get, the, Get gonna, your ass out of my chair. You're going to slap me back my head. <laughs> Is that a spoon or a fork? <laughs> 
I tossed this between a crack of your ass. <laughs> crack of your ass. I know. We haven't done one of those. <laughs> Come on, Cletus. Come on. Oh uh, please come back next week. Our next movie is... Our Fantastic. We're about to do a scene for you in a minute. Jason picked this one. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. It's going to uh, be a cruel summer. I haven't thought about it being on our movie list in a minute. So that was... I'm happy for this one. Let's do it. You ready for it? I'm ready for it. I'm almost ready for it. I'm going to knock out this scene right now. Okay. Okay. You ready? Hey, you the maintenance man? Hey. Yeah, we're the new people in apartment 20. Yeah, our faucet is really leaking. Can you fix it? Hey. Can I tell my mom when? When what? When you're going to fix the faucet? After. After what? After, after. <laughs> after, after. That was pretty good. I think we got it in one take. We'll take it. It we'll is what it is. All right, everybody. That is our show. Thank you so much. I am faded. Yeah, you are. Um, I'm going to find me a quesadilla or something. I'm fucking hungry. Let's do this. <laughs> Thank you so much for participating with us. This has been a great show. Thank you, sis. I love you dearly I for standing you. by me for four or five wonderful years. I don't know Stand how many episodes. Me. but me. I look forward to this. I do too. Every single time. Every time. It's such a great time. I get to drink with you. <laughs> I get to do what we do. Why do we do what we do? Because we when do. When we do. We what do we it. Do. Hanging out late with no curfew. Literally, what we do right now is what we do when the cameras are off. So mm-hmm. it's, it's fun to share that way. Thank you so much for entering our mental window. Yeah. We love you guys. We will see you next episode on Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails. The eyes are... Sh- what is the eyes of shit has a thousand... Wait, a pile of shit has a thousand eyes? A pile of shit has a thousand eyes. Nice. Old Noby screwed the pooch and stepped out the door. <laughs> oh, Oh, Lord. I did. You gave me that rum shot. Now I'm feeling it.